Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. I am Mr. Ron Luce. I am joined tonight by the cheese man himself, Mr. Joey Ricotta, and my boy, the juice man himself. We're talking about a 9-0 Cubs winner. How fucking cool and tough is that on a Monday night? But gentlemen, before we get into Cubs talk, how are you two beauties doing on this fine Monday evening? Great, Ron. Great. 9 nothing victory. Always cool and tough. Uh, Juice predicted, he's like, hey, let's see, you know, a 21 nothing, 20 nothing, one of those big breakout games against the Pirates. Started off on a good note at home against the Buccos. Big time first inning. Put up a huge crooked number. A snowman, as uh, Pat Hughes would say. So, yeah. We're do- I'm doing good, man. I hope you guys are doing good, too. Juicy Juice, how you feeling, buddy? Feeling good, man. It feels good when a plan comes together and you can just CLF them right off the bat. Crack them, lock them, fuck them, come win. <laughs> Gotta go. love it. It's a good it's a good time. I will say my balls are hanging a little lower tonight with my uh, Fly the W pick and Wilson Contreras, too, in this one because homely shit did he look good. But, guys, I mean, first inning was really where all the fireworks were. I mean, eight runs in the first inning. Uh, obviously, all of that capped off by the Wilson Contreras grand slam. Uh, he's only, like, the fifth leadoff hitter to hit a grand slam in the first inning since like 1974 or some crazy shit like that. I thought I saw on the broadcast tonight, a fun little fact first to do it since George Springer did it back in 2016 for the Houston Astros. So um, kind of a little fun fact there uh, with what Wilson Contreras did tonight, but guys, I think that's a great place to start the conversation here. Obviously a huge win. We'll talk a little bit about the pitching because my Wade Miley absolutely fucking shoved. But, dude, Wilson Contreras, game in and game out right now, is just praying. He's begging the Cubs to extend him. 9.06 OPS after tonight's game. Um, that just gets better off the number that Taylor McGregor said before the game, and she tweeted out, among qualified catchers with at least 100 plate appearances in the major leagues this year, Wilson Contreras is by far and beyond the best in terms of OPS. He had an 872 coming into action tonight. Obviously, as we mentioned, that's already above 900 now because of his double and his grand slam. But guys, like he he's literally outplaying every catcher in the big leagues right now. Like JT Real Muto can't even sniff his jock strap. It's that crazy. So I'm I'm gonna open the floor up to you guys. How are we feeling about Wilson Contreras right now? Excellent. Uh, there's there's no other way to feel. I mean, his 100th bomb tonight of his career, which made him super emotional. Obviously, he saw it uh, with the when they panned the camera over to the dugout, and he was real emotional. Ian Happ giving him the hug in the dugout. Incredible stuff, honestly. There's no other way to put it. He just missed a home run his first at-bat. And like you said, how rare is it for a leadoff guy to hit that, get the grand slam there? Because uh, you don't get the opportunity most of the time when you're a leadoff guy. So that just speaks to the productivity of the lineup tonight uh, as a whole. But Wilson Contreras, like you said, not going to cover off the ball, the OPS and all that. Uh, He's the most valuable catcher in baseball, in my opinion, this season, not just from the hitting standpoint, but, you know, because he is such a good defender and a game caller and he really controls the team. He's the leader of the team at this point. There's there's no ifs, ands or buts about it. It's Wilson Contreras' team, which is why we should be looking to extend him. If we're being honest, and we want to, I don't know if we want to get into that entire conversation tonight. We probably don't. But, you know, you look at that, you hang them, we bang them. There's, you can't make a mistake to Wilson Contreras right now. It was an absolute moonshot. He had two of the four hardest hit balls of the night tonight. 
and the two furthest distances because of his first at bat in that inning. So Contreras is, is playing out of his mind and you just love to see it. Yeah. He's aging like fine wine right now. He just turned 30 years of age and he's arguably playing some of the best baseball of his entire career. Juice, how are you feeling about old boy Willie? Everything Joey just said is, is spot on. But the fact of it is, is you just said it. He's 30 years old and Cub fans are going to be extremely disappointed when he is traded, because if they don't contend, they are going to trade Wilson Contreras strictly because all the things Joey said, he's hitting, he's a prime at a prime position for hitting and you can't find a lot of guys out there. And if the Cubs are truly that interested in bringing back Wilson Contreras in terms of a DH, because let's be honest, there's going to be time down the road where he doesn't age at the point where he can play catcher every day mm-hmm. and he's going to have to be a DH. So if that's the case, you're probably better off letting him hit the market and let the market decide it and then matching it. If that's the case of what you want to do, because if the Cubs come to him with a number that is lower, that is probably more in the market like they did with Bryant and Rizzo and Baez, well, Baez ended up having a little bit over, but if if it, like the Bryant and the and the Rizzo deal, I think it's just going to upset Wilson in a lot of ways. But if he gets that news from a different team that hey, this is your market, you know, you're probably more likely to bring him back. I just think that like all his extension and him being a Cub for you know the foreseeable future all depends on them competing and. If we've seen what we've seen over the course of, you know, a little under a little under 40 games, are we at 40 games, whatever. But a little under. with that said, like this t- doesn't look like a team that is legitimately going to contend for a playoff spot if things don't start to go better. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if this trend continues, they're going to be a middling team that probably drafts up close to the same place that they drafted last year. So – with that said, it comes down to the conversation we had on the last show, or maybe it was the show before, with, talking about Willie. When does Jed Hoyer think they can contend? Because if it's not yeah. within the next two years, none of this matters. And you're going to have to let him you know, hit the market for nothing or trade him, which, like we said, Jed Hoyer is just not going to let happen. So I love it, and I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it. But in the back of my mind, I have this – I have this enjoy it now because we won't be seeing it for much longer feeling in my gut because that's kind of what the front office has given us in the last few years. Yeah, no. And that, and that's an incredible point, right? Like it is such a double-edged sword right now. I think as Cubs fans where we are excited that Wilson is hitting well, and we are excited that, you know, he looks like he wants to still be here and be a Chicago Cub. But at the same time, you have those doubts in the back of your head of even if he's going to be here beyond the trade deadline this season. And right now that's, that's banging on the door of what two and a half months away right now. I mean, we're, it's going to be here quickly. Like we were just talking as a, as a, a trio here about going to a game in the middle of July to put that into context. If we end up going to that game, we're two weeks out from the trade deadline at that point. 
So like, it's going to come quickly. And it, it's really just one of those things where let's enjoy it right now. And just like Cody says here in the comments, Hey buddy, how are you uh, guys? It's just nice to win one said it all week. Yeah. And the Cubs are now winners of three straight. They won the last two against the diamondbacks to take that series off to a good start here against the pirates. And everybody was hitting tonight. Andrelton Simmons starting in his, first, um, making his first start for the Cubs at shortstop tonight. He got a hit and an RBI. Ian Happ was hitting the ball around the yard. Jan Gomes with a three hit game today. That's cool and tough. Like they, this team is, they just hit tonight and it was really, really refreshing to see. Uh, but guys on the other side of it, Wade Miley looked really fucking good tonight. Seven innings of shutout ball. Uh, the official numbers here, yeah, I'll get it for you. Only one hit, no walks, and six Ks for Wade Miley. Just his second start of the season. Mind you, this guy did not have a spring training. He was hurt. You know, he came out and he kind of struggled in his first game as a Cub in, in, in start number one that we saw this past week. But holy shit, if we're going to get this out of Wade Miley, now all of a sudden the rotation looks different because Marcus Stroman was hitting his groove before hitting the IL. Kyle Hendricks looks to be hitting. We we joked the warm weather Kyle Hendricks, but weather's getting warmer in Chicago. We're going to see a lot more of that. Steele looked good setting a career high in K's against the Diamondbacks. Now all of a sudden like it's this 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 starting rotation has legs. Yes, do they have that number 1 superstar, you know, elite starter probably not right now Stroh's probably the closest thing they have to that but they have a lot of really high quality pitchers that if these guys can start consistently going six and seven innings like Miley did tonight man all of a sudden you're at least in the conversation of being in games but that's a big broad scale in terms of the the pitcher conversation but I want to hear from each of you guys just about Wade Miley's performance tonight Juice I want to hear from you first just man he looked fucking good and he was efficient too that man works fast I'll be the first to start the petition for Wade Miley and all other pitchers pitching at the same pace that he does because wow. tonight was so fun to watch strictly because it didn't take forever, right? He got on the mound. They weren't overthinking. They attacked hitters. He worked himself inside the zone, outside the zone, kept hitters uncomfortable. I think he threw 63% of his uh, pitches for strikes tonight, yep. something around that number. Crazy. And – you hit the nail on the head. If they're going to pitch like this, they got a chance because let's look at, at what's going on in this division. There's a lot of winnable games and games that if you just bring your starting pitching and you have this bullpen that it, like we talked about, I think is much more of a strength than a, than a weakness. Um, I think it's, it's interesting to see, you know, where, where these guys could be, you know, given the fact that if all these guys come back healthy and, and are able to put in, you know, six and seven inning starts that we've seen, you know, over the course of seven games. It's been really fun to do. And the manager even said tonight in this press, uh, his presser after the game, that this is sustainable. So he believes from what he's seen behind the curtain that they, that this rotation can withstand this success. They can continue to do this on a night in and night out. And that's how the Cubs have to win. They have to play small ball. You got to hit the ball around the yard. You got to play good defense and you have to pitch well. You know, that's the that's the recipe for success for them. Early leads, good starting pitching performances from guys like Wade and Stroman and Kyle. If you're getting that from those three at the top, you have a chance to win 60% of your ballgames. And you're going to mix in a bullpen day or a good start from, from Smiley or 
even Keegan or, you know, Justin Steele, as we've seen a couple nights ago with the sixth inning 10K performance. So as you as you start to go through, you know, what games you can win in a season, if you're getting that success from the top three guys and you're getting that performance, they have a chance to make some noise. And maybe that's the way you keep Wilson Contreras on your roster. You know, so that's that's kind of the round out for me. If they keep pitching like this, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna start eating a lot of crow on this show. But the thing is, is a lot of these guys are are they can't stay healthy. You know, Kyle Hendricks has taken a step back, and I I love what I saw out of Wade Miley, but we have to see it consistently, just like we saw last year. You know, he was in the top ten in, in the NL in terms of. You know, I think it was uh, wins above replacement as a pitcher and an ERA. So go at it. I'm, I'm happy. Build on it. And now it's the turn for the next guy in line to take that baton and run with it. Try to match his last performance. And if they're able to do that and get that competition within themselves, because in 2016, that's what, that's what was happening. Yeah. John Lester would pitch. Arietta's after him. You know, that's what was happening each and every night. And all these guys were competing – with the game within a game. So adopt that. And David Ross saw it and he was in that room. And that should be, that should be what he's preaching for the stretch, these stretch of games. Because like we said, Ron, on the last show, got to make them up. These are the games you got to win and you got to get within three, you know, two games, maybe four games here. Yeah, absolutely. First off, we'll crack them real quick here on a Monday night. That's a, that's a, that's a victory beer for the Cubbies tonight. Uh, Or in this case, a victory, uh, Texas ranch water, but nonetheless, I mean, Joey Wade Miley looks good. And I I'm, I'm going to say it right now. I think we all kind of alluded to it at different points in the off season. And this is where I want you to pick up and run with it, buddy. I'm going to, I'm going to pass you the metaphorical baton here. Just like juice said, Wade Miley might be the steal of the off season for just claiming his $10 million contract from the reds. If he's going to pitch like this on a night in a night out basis. Yeah, I mean, the Reds just didn't want to keep anybody, right? It just felt like they just wanted to cut ties wherever to save money. And we talked about this on a past show about how, you know, they basically didn't want to have enough beer, have enough hot dogs for people because of how much money they were not wanting to spend this year. But, yeah, he really could have been a steal of this offseason. He proved it tonight. Seven innings, one hit, 83 pitches. I'm not convinced that he couldn't have went the distance if he was more stretched out. This is only his second start of the season, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, and he didn't last long in that outing. And I don't think he worked up past a certain pitch count in the minors with his rehab, rehab stint. This is like him being this dominant tonight. I mean, let's talk about it. Six Ks. He had 12 whiffs. He was getting whiffs on his changeup, whiffs on the slider. He looked really, really good tonight. I mean, this is a Pittsburgh Pirates lineup that you could talk about and say, yeah, they're not one of the best lineups in the league. But what they don't do is they don't strike out a ton against left-handed pitching. They're seventh lowest in strikeout rate against left-handed pitching. What Wade Miley did to them tonight, that was like, this is a veteran and do not fuck around with this man. Like, you know, you need to come up there with a plan and an approach to really – he was locked in, man. He was hitting corners. He was he was fading it in and out of the zone. He really looked really good, and let's not. I'm not gonna over go over the top and say like he's an ace. He's not that. We know what Wade Miley is. He's been in the league long enough, but he can be a very possible pitcher and a guy that can give you six and seven innings consistently because he's done that in the past. 
And he was really pretty good last year for the Reds. He's had these stints throughout his career where he's been good like this. And I think a lot of it, his struggles has been because of injuries in the past. So let's see, like Juice said, you know, you're, you're breeding this type of comp competition. And now you've got Alec Mills, who's going to be throwing live BP here coming up. They've got guys that could potentially be coming back soon with, you know, obviously Stroman, uh, these other guys that you still have Smiley in the rotation. You've got who's been pitching pretty well too. Hendricks. He's, it looks like he's turning it around now. Um, competition usually brings out the best in players. Like that's just what it comes down to with all sports. It's not just baseball. It's not just pitching. It's just it's the truth of the matter because if you do not step your game up when there is competition, there's other guys pushing you. Then we see who who. Folds under pressure, right? We, right. we That's how they weed out the guys that are going to be with your team during the playoffs. You know, maybe this team doesn't make the playoffs this year. I don't know if they're going to go on that crazy sort of run. I really don't know if I see that in this team. But you never know with this type of pitching. If they are competitive and, say, Caleb Killian comes up and they had four guys that are – I know, Ron, that's your boy. They I'm have ready. four guys that are, like, locked in as the guys – Caleb Gillian comes in there, steps in. It's not like a ton of pressure, but he's that guy that puts you over the top. Look at the Mariners. George Kirby just came up. Kirby's pitching excellent. We're actually seeing some more guys, these youngsters around the league, come up as far as pitchers go, and they are pitching pretty well early on, and usually you don't see that. The pitchers usually struggle early, but the guys are so damn good in the minors now that are coming up, these prospects, like a Caleb Killian, who's been dominant in the minors. Who's to say that he doesn't come up there and just excel right off the bat? And I'm not, I'm not trying to go all the way down the waters of our entire pitching staff, but from what Wade Miley showed tonight, really good. 36% CSW weight rate. That is very, very good, guys. That's not, that's not a, a rate that you see from a fifth starter that's just tossing up BP. Like, that's, that's a guy that he was on his A game today. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, he might not be the the prized Mustang of your of your uh, of your group of horses, but your damn believe he's still a good looking stallion there in the middle in that three spot, and he gets the job done tonight. They did it, and he he looked incredible. I agree with you, Joey. I absolutely think if he's more stretched out, he could have gone the distance tonight. He had it in him working efficiently, moving quickly. Like Wade Miley just strikes me as a guy that I want to have a beer with and just crack a cold one and just bullshit about stuff. And I want to know why he, he works so quickly. Cause I do enjoy it. I do enjoy kind of the, you add a little bit of pace to a part of baseball that people think is a little too slow at times. And that's just the, the general people. I'm, I'm not, what do you mean? You people, that's what this, right? Like, it's just, there are people it's, out there. It's the old, uh, it's the old like, not to just switch sides of town, but the old Mark Burley, right? Yeah. Mark Burley, Burley super fast worker. I used to love watching the Sox games when he was pitching because I'm like, holy shit, we're getting the Sox game over within two hours, right? Wade Miley, the hairdo, the the the, the quick working, he's got it all working. Wade Miley's Wade Miley's got it going on and he had it going on tonight. Huge win for the Cubs guys. Just a quick, a uh, couple of quick other notes again, regarding the game. Um, quite a few guys with at least a single base hit. The only guys not registering a base hit were uh, VR Vargas who ended up checking in and wisdom three hit games from Ian Happ and Jan Gomes, a two hit game from Wilson Contreras before he was, um, 
you know, ultimately just hanging out and chilling, getting DH tonight. I really think that's been a big reason why he looks so much better is just that ability to save those legs. And I think also having Jan Gomes, they talked about it very extensively on the broadcast tonight too, that just having the confidence, knowing a guy like Gomes, who's a professional, he's a good defensive catcher. He's got the bat that can be supportive to a guy like Wilson night in and night out, no matter who's catching, they're getting production from that catching spot. And then more often than not, it feels like the other guys sometimes in the DH hole and still getting good at bats. So, you know, the catching position right now for the Cubs, certainly a strength um, and, and kind of going back and tying the bow on what we said earlier and, and bring it up what Cody said, you know, enjoy recent, but he, he agrees with you juice uh, is Cody here. You know, what would the plan be at catcher uh, if they do get rid of Wilson? Cause there really aren't any guys with the Maya's, delayed development uh that would be ready and i i challenge any of us here that are feeling writing i need to write something this week and that might be a good prompt for me is what is the plan if wilson Contreras is traded uh at catcher for the cubs but nonetheless boys um these wins are good juice and i always joked about it last season because usually we would get stuck on these kind of games it's hard to bitch you don't we're not we can't run 40 minutes because we can bitch about everything that happened when you win nine to nothing Pretty convincingly, it's it's you you take it, you smile, you just keep the night moving. So I do want to turn it back over to each one of you, gentlemen. Uh, any final thoughts on this 9-0 victory over the Pittsburgh Pirates in game one of this three-game set at Wrigley Field? We're having too much fun, Ron. We're just having too much fun at this point. Okay. We, we, we didn't know we could have this much fun this season. Uh, yeah, final thoughts. I guess Ian Happ continuing to rake from the right side of the plate. And uh, what was he, three for three tonight? So Ian Hat, man, great night for him uh, all around. Just I love what I saw even defensively from Angelton Simmons. I mean, kind of as advertised, right, defensively. And then he had that swinging bunt RBI single. <laughs> like it, it's kind of crazy. On the score sheet. It counts. It counts. And I agree with you, man, on the Jan Gomes thing. Like right now, let's be honest. The Cubs really could use his bat in the lineup every day if he's going to hit like this. If it's Jan Gomes and Wilson Contreras, whoever's catcher DH, I mean, I just want to see. That's the whole thing that I. That's main my main my main reason why I don't want to see him traded is because Wilson Contreras, dude, what could he do in a full season with a guy that's been catching? You know, we've talked about this, but what is what's his stat line look at like at the end of the season as a Cub? Like I want to see that stat line as a Cub. The fan in me wants to see that, and it's cool. I could definitely see him being traded, though, and that's the hard part about this whole thing. But enjoy it while we can. Absolutely, Juice. What you got for me? Yeah, enjoyed tonight. In just to start the conversation on if he were to be traded, you know, it's not just a set idea that if a prospect, you know, comes into your system as a certain position that they're stuck there. Wilson Contreras is the clear identifier that came up as a shortstop and they converted him to catcher. Now I'm not going to say that's easy, but with a lot of middle infielders and a lot of guys in the outfield on this, on this roster in terms of the farm, it's very you know plausible to think that they maybe have already identified a guy that they're going to convert to a different position. But with that said, no, I liked tonight. I, I did. I thought that, you know, in terms of, of the quick baseball game with, you know, the knockout punch early. It's exactly what we talked about on the last podcast, come out, get an early lead and get some guys who, you know, have pitched a little too much, some needed rest. And I think that's just the icing on the cake. 
for tonight's win. And I'm excited to watch tomorrow, pick up the baton and compete for the next one as well. You know, that's let's take all these games while we can and win some ones at home because they've been god awful at home. And it's just nice for them to come out and, and win one. That it is. It's just nice to get wins. Three in a row, baby. We're going streaking. Uh, I'm not going to rip my clothes off on the broadcast. I don't want to scar anybody for life. But Come on, uh, Ron. We we're going streaking. That. No, you don't. I promise you don't. But we're going streaking, boys. Three wins in a row for the Cubbies. Um, I mean, fuck, a win tomorrow and you already win the series. Uh, that looks really good with the Diamondbacks knocking down the door Thursday through Sunday at Wrigley Field as a part of the seven-game homestand. So good start to a seven-game homestand. They came out. Guns a-blazing, you know, whatever acronyms and metaphors and similes you want to use. The Cubs came to play today. Big 9 nothing victory uh, behind an excellent pitching performance from Wade Miley. Uh, and the bats just being hot early, and that's all they needed. And they just rolled that all the way uh, to the end of this game. But we will turn our attention, guys, to tomorrow as the Cubs and Pirates do battle yet again at Wrigley Field. I haven't done this in a while. We haven't done a single game preview here in a little while. So, uh, But we got Pirates at Cubs tomorrow. It's a 640 start here in the Chicagoland area, May 17th, 2022. You can catch this game between the 15 and 20 Pirates and the 14 and 20 Cubs in the Pittsburgh market on KDKA-FM 93.7 or AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And if you're in the Chicagoland market, it's WRTO 1200 or 670 to score on the radio and Marquee Sports Network on your television sets. For the Pirates, it will be right-handed pitcher JT Brubaker on the mound. He's 0-3 on the season, 534 ERA with 33 Ks already throughout the year. And on the bump for the Cubbies is the man himself, number 71, Keegan Thompson. He's 2-0 with a 167 ERA and 22 Ks, getting the spot start as a part of a quote-unquote bullpen day uh, for the Cubs as that rotation continues to get healthy. Joey, you mentioned Mills throwing. Um, still waiting on getting Stroman back. But again, once this once this, uh, once this this rotation is fully healthy, guys, uh, certainly a lot of big guns, and then that kind of allows Keegan to slide back in to his multi-inning role uh, coming out of the bullpen. So, gentlemen, I will turn it over to each of you. Obviously, we already did our Fly the W picks for the series. Makes things a little easier to handle when it's series by series. Um, again, I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let my, um, you know, a little BDE here, and I'm going to say my Wilson Contreras pick looks really fucking good so far through one game. Uh, but, guys, a little bit of a preview going into tomorrow's game uh, between the Pirates and Cubs with Brubaker and Thompson on the mound. Joey. Let's hear from you first. Yeah, Brubaker's a guy that's flashed some potential. Um, he hasn't been that great this season overall, but he's a five-pitch pitcher. He mainly throws sinker slider, um, but he does have five pitches to work with the curveball, the four-seamer. Um, I'm forgetting the other pitch off the top. A changeup is the fifth pitch. But uh, mainly, though, slider, sinker is what you're going to see. He tries to tunnel those two pitches and, and work against lefties, too. Um, but I don't know, man, just same thing that we did tonight. Like let's, let's hit him early. You got to pound him early. You, you do that in the first inning or something similar to that. Like say it would have ended with two runs there after the Jan Gomes, I believe it was the Jan Gomes hit that made it two nothing, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I could be mistaken about that, but either way, man, if it's two nothing at the end of one, I'm feeling good. Uh, Keegan Thompson should be able to roll, through three, four innings at least. Like we he's shown the three, four innings is kind of his wheelhouse. 
just coming out of relief and doing that kind of, you know, fireman role, the long relief type special. Um, I, I feel pretty good about him. If he gets through the first, I think that first inning could be a little bit rough for him at times because I don't know if it's psyche or whatever, whatever it is with starting. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, if he gets through that first, he should be able to get through three, four. And I feel good about the bullpen got a rest day today, basically, you know, because of Michael Rucker going two innings at the end of that and Wade Miley, obviously, giving you seven innings. Much needed rest day for the bullpen because Rowan Wick was throwing a ton. Keegan was another one that was throwing a ton. But Scott Efros, Givens, all these guys have been used quite a bit. So feeling good about the bullets available for tomorrow. Yeah, lots of bullets in the chamber for the Cubbies out of that bullpen. Juice, what do you got for me as a preview for tomorrow's game? Same thing as is today. Like Joey said, get up early. It's the type of uh, team that if you get up early and they're young, they may quit. You know, I thought a lot of the at-bats today were very, very rushed against Miley as well from the Pittsburgh side of it. I think a lot of it because they were down 8 nothing, 9 nothing early. So get up early. Um, and and then just let the bullpen do its thing. You know, pitching with the lead, this bullpen, I know all three of us feel very, very comfortable with the fact that, you know, these guys can hold a lead and get it to the end and, uh, you know, fly the W yet again. And like you said, let's get back to 500, and then we'll take the full landscape of what the uh, NL Central is, and we'll go from there. And then you're going to have to start beating the good teams. You're going to have to start beating the Brewers. You're going to have to start, you know, the, they play the White Sox again in a two-game set. Be nice to go over there and get those as well. So just keep playing good baseball because they have. Over the span of the, the West Coast trip and now this first game here on the home stretch, let's, uh, let's continue what we've been doing over the span of, you know, seven, eight games here. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with each what each one of you guys have said. And, and gentlemen, just win, baby. Give me some Al Davis vibes here. Just win, baby. Let's make it four in a row. Why not? Why not get up early and often on this Pirates team? Why not take the first two games of the series right away? Get a third straight series victory right out the gate. Maybe you go for a sweep then on Wednesday. And then again, a team that we just said it. I was outside of a bar talking to you guys what maybe a little over 24 hours ago literally about this exact point you should have swept the diamondbacks you got them coming to town for four games this weekend this is the perfect opportunity for this cubs team to inch back toward that 500 mark like you said juice but it all starts with tomorrow you got to get one before you can get two let's go get a w tomorrow here on tuesday night at wrigley Uh, i think the weather's supposed to be pretty nice here in the chicagoland area it's going to get even better as the week goes on dubs at Wrigley Field in the summertime are just cool and fucking tough. So let's start there and get the job done tomorrow with a victory over the lowly Pittsburgh Pirates that everybody is even questioning if they're a real franchise or not. Gentlemen, before we get out of here, I do want to remind everybody Cubs on Tap is the official Cubs podcast of the ONTAP Sportsnet. You can check out all of our great work over at ONTAPSportsnet.com and at ONTAP Sportsnet on social media. You can follow our pod-specific account here at Cubs on Tap. We are at Cubbies on Tap, C-U-B-B-I-E-S. That's Twitter and Instagram. I am at Loose on Tap. Juice is at Juice on Tap. Joey is at Joey Knows Nothing. It ends in I-N. That stands for win, baby. You can find all of us on the Bluebird app there. 
Now, be also sure to follow along with all the other great sports that we cover, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, and yes, Cubs fans. We all have friends that like the Southsiders, our boys over at Sox on Tap. They should be live as well right about now, uh, recapping a White Sox winner. They do a great job covering the boys on the South Side too. Bets, golf, you name it, we've got it here at ONTAP Sports Network. So make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com and at ontapsportsnet on social media because the ONTAP Sports Network, you can go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Gentlemen, it's always a pleasure being on the microphone with you guys talking Cubs baseball. It even gets just a little bit better when it's the Cubs just shit kicking the Pittsburgh Pirates nine to nothing. And uh, what do you say, boys? We get out of here the only way we know. Here it comes on tap, especially after a W. Let's go, Cubbies. Fuck the Cardinals. Let's go, Cubbies.